Hey everybody, this is Mike, and I know it's been a while since you've heard my voice on one of the intros. Normally, we would have some kind of fun or silly skit that would be relevant to the episode that we're going to talk about, but we don't have that this time. Instead, I'm here uh, making an announcement, and that is that after today's episode, Juggalo Judgment will be taking an indefinite hiatus. Now, there's a lot of reasons for this. Um, I want to make one thing perfectly clear. Me and Shmee, still best buds, so <laughs> dispel any rumors of that. Um, fact is, this year really, really kicked my ass, and... I've been mulling this over for quite a while now, and um, it was not a decision that I wanted to make, but feel like I have to. Um, I'm going through a lot of shit right now, and it sucks to think that the podcast is something that I have to put on hold in my life, but if I don't then I'm going to struggle to continue to enjoy it. And that's not something that I want. Because if I don't enjoy it, then it's not going to sound like I'm enjoying it. And then you guys won't enjoy it. There is no timetable on when we'll be back. But we will let you know. Um, there will still be one more episode coming Um eventually and it is the patreon that we've missed for the last couple months admittedly um so that will still come out at some point while we are on this hiatus the patreon will be uh put on hold so you won't be charged for um the future months until we come back we will give you warning um just so that you know again i'm sorry that at the moment, we're going to be taking this break, but if we don't do it, um, I honestly would be concerned that it would stop entirely, and I don't want that. So thank you so much for um, nearly four full years of almost uninterrupted uh, podcast goodness. Um, thank you to everybody who's listened talk to us on social media, chat with us in the ICP with we discord. We'll still be on there. Um, that's not going to change. It's just new episodes have to take a back seat for a while until, um, until I can get some shit sorted out. I'll be completely honest. So with that out of the way, let's jump into the episode. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, juggalos, juggalettes, and those who don't identify as such. This is Juggalo Judgment, where two friends take time out of their busy schedules to sit down, listen to, and analyze music of the Juggalo variety. You're joined by your hosts, Mike, and... Slaughter and Schmeave. Ooh, that's a good one. Got him. I like Slaughter and Schmeave. Oh, it's you like... <laughs> oh. Well, if you're not slaughtering me, I'll like you. If you are slaughtering me, I'll probably still like you because you're ending uh, my suffering on this mortal coil. <laughs> this fucking guy. <laughs> uh, 
But I mean, that aside, how are you, buddy? I'm doing all right. I've been a pretty chill morning. Uh, still got up later than I wanted to, but I got up reasonably within the zone, unlike yesterday. How you doing? Ah. Uh, I got up very early because I did my notes this morning because I didn't get to do them yesterday like I intended to. I also but it's did my o- notes this morning. Uh, well, it's okay. You know, this is this is a, <coughs> a theme that we're running into. Um, but, I mean, you know, it's okay. Um, just excited to, to do this episode because we have, we have with us today a super special guest. Is it me? No, actually, but Shit. it's somebody who you have been wanting to talk to forever. Shmeev, uh, you can't tell, but I I pulled some strings. Oh. And I finally got the man, the myth, the legend on this show with us. Oh, my God. Mr. Paul Methrek, Monoxide Child, <gasps> is joining us to oh talk about God. today's album. Monoxide? Monoxide, how are you today? What's up? <laughs> so, Monoxide... How's everybody doing? Well, I, I, I'm, I'm doing great now. Uh, Monoxide, I've always wanted to ask you this. When you said holding on so tight, it's like raping a moth, what did you mean? They're tricky little creatures, you know? You gotta grab them by each wing. You don't really have much traction there. You just gotta grab and go for it. Right, and they got the little hook feet, right? Yeah, they're trying to get away from you. They're trying to get escape. <laughs> it's like it's like little Velcro feet right there, man. Honestly, it's, it's fucked up, man. It's fucked up. Thank you. It's it's so crazy. You can get the fuck out of here now. That's all we wanted to ask you. <laughs> um, we're gonna continue the rest of this uh, okay, on our you. own. <laughs> thank you. Enjoy the rest of your tour. Uh, anyways, <laughs> but I have another special fucking guest. Oh shit. And this one was surprisingly even harder to secure. I don't know how we made this happen. Shmeev, joining us today. Oh, man. The other myth, legend, everything that you can encompass in magnificent splendor. Shit. I believe in them. You should, too, Blade. Hello. How's it going, everybody? It's going good. How you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, I didn't know we were recording a podcast. I thought we were hanging out for the day. So this is going to be really awkward when I have no notes. Oh, I mean, damn. I mean, you know, you can wing it. What are we doing today? What is, uh, what's the episode again? Oh, um, so the episode uh, today, um, we're talking about the 2009 album Wicked by Twisted. Wicked stands for Wish I Could Kill Every Day. Are you oh, I heard something? that like once. It'll be easy. It does sound yeah, like okay. a twisted okay. thing. It's, it, I mean, it's a, it's a twisted album. It's so, rather you know, twisted. It's, it, it, you know, so I've heard. So I've heard. This was released March 17th of 2009. Damn. That's what Discogs is telling me. And... What would become a trend for Psychopathic? Releasing albums that are acronyms. Uh, no, I don't think so. But releasing multiple versions of the same album. Oh, no. So, you could purchase this four different ways. You could purchase... The base album on its own, nothing special, nothing nothing fun or interesting about it. You could just go ahead, go to your local your local CD shop, 
pick this up and be like, yeah, I got this album. Fuck yeah, it's it's twisted. You could go to Hot Topic. And if you purchase this, you would also be given a comic book that was a story based off of one of the tracks on this record. You could go to FYE and purchase a special edition that had a DVD which included two music videos based off of two of the tracks on this album. Or you could go to Best Buy and purchase the version that had three bonus tracks that take place after the end of the base album. So, this record uh, was meant to be a, a horror movie on disc. And it is a completely different change-up from what we had two years prior with Independence Day. Independence Day saw Twisted kind of doing a more mainstream-ish approach um, and having guests on damn near every track. Well, with the exception of some background vocals, this has fucking nobody but Twisted. <laughs> um, the anti-Independence Day. It really is, though. And I feel like it might have been because Independence Day maybe was not as well-received as they were anticipating. But, uh, yeah, this is meant to be a uh, big spookum twisted. Um, being the, the most horrorcore-ish horrorcore that Twisted could ever horrorcore. Are you saying they've never been horrorcore before this? Uh, never once. Okay. I'm no. saying that. Yeah. You know, every time that they tell us what it's like to be in the, mo- uh, the mind of a Twisted serial killer, they never really explained it. Um, it was just stating that phrase over and over again. It's one of those things where if you say something enough times, you'll just come to believe it. But they didn't actually give a description of that. Well, this, so, this is the point where it sunk in for them. And they were like, it, it really I, did. It, I now it took know them 11 years. What it's like to be inside the mind of a twisted serial killer. And they made it happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, production on this uh, primarily from Eric Davey. There uh, is a little bit extra uh, strewn here and there, and we are listening to the version that has the three bonus tracks. The problem is uh, there is no production credits for those bonus tracks, which is really fucking annoying because I would love to know who did the production of them. Um, but again, most of the production was done by Eric Davey with, uh, I believe, three separate producers here and there. I'll make note of them when they show up. But um, obviously, Shmi, this is, you know, you never really heard this album until doing the show. But Blade, do you have any history with this record? Of course I do. And there's a really specific, uh, like, history and association I have with this album. And it's with a very particular track that I was waiting for that track to get into. Oh, well, we can wait until that track uh, if you yeah, want to do that. But, but I hmm. do have a long-standing history with this album. And uh, I have to ask before we go further... How many copies of this do you have? <laughs> so, um, I actually only have, uh, to my knowledge, two copies. Now, this was released uh, in 2009 on Psychopathic Records, and then in, I believe it was 2018, or it might have been 2019, um, the album did get re-released on Magic Ninja as the Black and Red Edition. There's literally nothing different between this and the Best Buy version, with the exception of the fucking covers and shit are black and red instead of regular colored which is really cool like i really do like the red cover a lot i mean it's 
Yeah. It's cool, I guess. It's just there's there's really nothing else special about it. It also was put um, on a limited uh, red vinyl back in 2015. I think they had gotten the rights to that. But uh, Wicked hadn't been sold in stores in a very long time, obviously, because of uh, the fallout with Psychopathic. So they just started to re-release it, and it was back in 2019 through Magic Ninja. So I have that version. I have the vinyl. I may have more than one copy of the vinyl, actually. Um, but, yeah, the base. I saw a giveaway then, huh? Um, I mean, how much is this uh, averaging for? Yeah, not a lot, like tw- dude. Yeah, like only not like a lot. Bu- <laughs> only like twenty bucks. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, the uh, I think the main reason that I wanted to buy the black and red uh, edition was because I was like, oh, maybe it's remastered or something. It's not. <laughs> also, deci- of note, they are re-releasing the vinyl for Wicked very soon. They uh, are, spoiler. but it is. Um, but I don't think that it is the vinyl itself is any special. Um, I the version that was done back in 2015 is a is an all red vinyl. I don't know if the new version uh, has anything interesting about it or not. Like if it's a splatter, if it's just black vinyl, um, which means it'll be that, black and red is what it says. Oh, okay. Well, that's kind of cool then. So, yeah, this uh, this album uh, was actually to, to my understanding very popular um among the juggalo community uh of note is the tour that happened uh supporting it which was the end of days tour there uh the first uh, thing is that a there was a tour exclusive ep um that was available on that we will cover that in the future but it is notable for the entire tour being the album the bass album front to back being performed Uh, if I remember correctly, I think that, because I did not go to this tour, uh, they only performed two or three, um, OG songs, which was after the main record was done. And I think I could be wrong. I think it was, we don't die, die motherfucker die and, or secondhand smoke. Or like the only, like, I can go ahead and confirm I was Ah. there. Sorry, buddy. No, (laughs) I'm okay with this. So, um, Yeah. I mean, that is, I I do like shows like that. Um, It's actually a thing that I like about, uh, like, Coheed and Cambria did their Never Ender tour. uh, And they they, they did it in, like, a couple locations, but it was, like, a four-night, three- or four-night show. And each night was one of their albums in its entirety. And then they do a couple encores at the end of it. It's fucking sick. The problem with this was this tour happened so quickly after the album dropped that a lot of people didn't even know, like, the lyrics or anything. So they're kind of just like, what? Now, Doubly confirmed. The uh, <laughs> I do know that there was – I don't know if it was, like, a projector screen or something that was behind them. And there were videos that were playing during the show, some of which were um, – basically extra music videos that were made that did not see the light of day. I think one of them only recently um, was shown on YouTube in the last like a year or two. Damn. Um, the other thing is uh, promotion for this album. Uh, there was one single that was released leading up to it, um, which was uh, given out um, at New Year's Evil in 2008. So they just started at the end of the show throwing these random singles into the crowd, and it said that this is taken from the upcoming album Wicked. Um, we'll talk about that whenever we get to that track, but um, it was interesting that they were really giving a little bit more thought, I think, into 
the actual release of this one when something like Independence Day didn't seem like had much of anything um, like ahead of time um, before the release. So, but uh, I think that that's a lot of of history and preamble. Um, I think that we should be able to jump into this. And uh, if you need to look for history on Twisted, where would you go? Uh, I'd probably Google it. That's fine. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I can't. Wikipedia. I mean, Mike certainly can't think of any trustworthy sources on on the history of Twisted. Um, I don't think any exist. Yeah, I mean, Wikipedia is about the best you can get, and anybody can uh, anybody can edit it, which means it's the most accurate. It's true. Yeah, I was on Fago Lovers before this, looking stuff up. Oh, <laughs> you know, I just went on Discogs and hoped for the best. Um, I would check Juggalo News because I'm sure that Mars does a great job of updating his shit, but, you know. I actually just personally called Jamie Madrox uh, and asked. So, wait. I, you did that, but you couldn't get him, like, onto the show? He's just really fucking busy this morning. He's got a lot I mean, of shit I going get it. on. The, I know. I saw the picture of him on Instagram smoking two joints at the same time. In the morning. Smoke two joints in night, the morning. Smoke two joints later tonight, probably. <laughs> That was of, like times of peace, times of war. Before he smokes two joints, <laughs> and he smokes two more. I honestly like that was one of the first things I saw when I woke up today was that photo, and I was like, "Yeah, it's a good tone for the day." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, before we actually get into this album, though, there's something we gotta do. Yeah, what's up? We have to fuck bitches and get money. Oh, yeah. mission complete. All right, yeah, well, we're now, now we that you're go. done with that, yeah. it's time to crack open a motherfucking Fago. Oh, Mike. yeah. Ooh. Mike, don't say anything. Blade, oh, okay. what do you got for us? I am drinking a uh, Good and Gather Yuzu Mandarin Sparkling Water. Uh, I forgot about the Fago section of this long-standing podcast, so I grabbed some sparkling water. And also, we pushed recording further up, so I already opened it. I don't get a can crack. I'm sorry. I can open my second can that's next to me if you want. Monoxide would have given us some Vago. <clears throat> no, he wouldn't have. He would have well, lit up a Newport, maybe. Uh, oh, no, he no, doesn't he do that he, anymore, he, does he? He doesn't do that anymore. He is no longer the chain smoker. <laughs> well, Mike, a fake chain smoker with a fake juggalo here, you know. <laughs> I uh, I ran down to the corner store, grabbed a couple different Fagos, mm. specifically three. Well, I, bu- I bought four, but three of the same flavor. Got a variety pack. I got a motherfucking firework. Okay. I got to feel good this morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, Shmee, I, what about you, bud? I took a walk down to that corner store. I walked. Uh, I scarfed up because it's just fucking cold out a little bit, like 40 or so. Give yeah, a, little, a little chilly. Uh, and I went and got myself... A genuine Fago delicious Coton Condé. That is the other flavor that I grabbed, actually. <laughs> I love some cotton candy. Let's crack them open. Okay. <laughs> oh. God, firework is like it's just one of the best fucking flavors ever. Is it like Love me some cotton candy? After like two bottles, it just tastes like syrup. It's just no, very sugar. I, 
I do not care. I do not care. Like, just inject it into my veins. All right. Well, let's jump on in to track number one, Wicked. Gather we will, each in search of a thrill. John Wicked. <laughs> Wicked Wood. John Wicked Wood. <laughs> so, we got, we got Jamie Madrox putting on some... some Spookum voice. Reciting some high school notebook poetry. I remember whenever the album was dropping, they're like, we dare you to play this album in the dark. I'm like, okay. So I did. And then I got halfway through this, and I'm like, okay, I'm actually kind of freaked out. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I'm scared. I mean, that's... The, I wish I was joking. I wish that was just for, for, for a laugh, but it's actually not. Because your boy is a pansy. <laughs> this is going to jump subjects way back, but when you did the Tales from Lotus Hot episode, did you guys talk about the inlay? The seance? Yeah. I think we may have. I don't remember. I don't remember either. That scared the life out of me as a child. <laughs> well, it's because you're a sad little babu. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Yeah, so we got us. We do have an intro uh, track. We, this is an intro track. Um, the additional vocals right here are uh, Ashley uh, Heidrick, um, who we hear her basically throughout the rest of this album. Hmm. Um, she had some very, very good, very haunting female vocals. I'm I really like it. There's a credit for that. Yes. Yeah. Does she do anything else after this? Um, with Twisted, I don't believe so because I do know on some future albums there is another female vocalist uh, of note. We'll talk about her when we get there, um, but it is not the same person. So I'm not familiar with anything else that uh, uh, Ashley has done. But we're coming towards the end of this track. It's a nice little tone setter of just being spooky. Yeah. And uh, it seems like almost every track uh, seems to have a bit of a not necessarily a skit, but something that's leading up to the next one. Again, it's meant to all play as beginning to end um, for the base album. Kind of as just one really long track, and it almost seems like there's like some horror movie shit in here. Ooh. But as yeah, we uh, so wind down on this one, we will move on to track two. On. What? I have the wrong notes. It says uh, magical catastrophe. Welcome to the first phase of the third day of the killing stage. In a strange way, you won't feel pain if you feel Try to kill with us. Is this what it's like to be in the mind of a twisted serial killer? You know, I don't think I got a line like that in this oh. yet. Hmm. Yeah. Well, he says mm. he's angry. Mm -hmm. And his anguish is a catalyst for all of this. 
Yeah, but he doesn't say the line. He doesn't give me one of the lines. I mean, I don't think it's ever said on this entire album. No, I I, I feel like But maybe... this is finally the description of it. Yeah, yeah. We're getting <laughs> we're getting the thing here. Uh the the chorus, if we can call it that. <laughs> that fucking guitar rips. Yeah, it's good stuff in there. They're they're really leaning into their into some heavy shit here and uh with a much better mix than we usually get for that, except for that kick drum, there is no punch in it whatsoever. <laughs> oh no. It sounds so it's muted. It's sad. just like <laughs> That's all it is. Yeah. It's just it's there. It's it's in the next it's mixed room. better than mutant was. We'll we'll give it that much. A little bit. Blake. I mean the good Yeah, what's up? What do you what do you got? What do you got for us? Oh, I mean, there's nothing You're really to too, say about you know. it. Yeah, I'm kind of here. I'm letting you guys play out. Sometimes it feels like I'm listening to it, but it's whatever. Uh, you know, it's just well, like... Well, it, it might be. It might just be because, um, you know, Shmeev and I are looking at each other, but somebody doesn't have a fucking camera. Okay, well, listen. I bought a camera for $10 on Amazon. It doesn't work with Discord. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, um, this is a very fast song. It just, it kind of goes by... It's here. It's the second song. It doesn't really play any relevance later on, really, besides introducing the we're going to do the heavy guitar rock with muted drums kind of motif. <laughs> it is basically intro part two, um, which is fine. Yeah. There is also some additional production by Monoxide on this, which I'm kind of surprised uh -huh. by. He, mixed he played the, the muted drums. drums. He played the <laughs> <laughs> In reality, it's actually not kick drum. It's actually bongos, but he just put like three towels on top of it yeah. and was just like hitting it with a hammer. Just <laughs> that's what it was. But yeah, no, this is a pretty uh, good track. There's a lot of good shit going on in there. It's it's interesting. Jimmy Madrox decided to tone. fucking yell his goddamn heart out. Yeah, yeah. It Baby. also might be a little bit of foreshadowing for the entirety of their discography. Who knows? Ooh. Um, Coming I later. I don't. I don't follow. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you do. I'm. Doesn't sound like something we would do actually. Track three, <laughs> buckets of blood. As the gruesome memories flooded back into his head. I mean, what was left wasn't even a body. It was the blow caught her across the neck and face, opening the blood of the vein. Turning the woman's cry into a music dribble. Hand has in store. 
right, so really quick, this is one of the two uh, songs that has a music video for this album, uh, the ones that were on that uh, DVD that FYE had. Um, and it is notable for being the first uh, fully animated um, video that Psychopathic Records ever put out. Oh, shit. I yep. thought you were going to say the first animated video ever, and I was like, Mike, <laughs> breaking the habit. Uh, I don't know what that is. Anyways. Uh, money for nothing. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Anyways. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this out there. Uh, first off, production for this one was handled by Underrated of Potluck. We have seen uh, Underrated co- uh, come up uh, at least twice so far, I think. Um, did uh, did bury them all back on Independence Day. Yeah. I believe that was underrated. Um, this track, when it first came out, I was not a fan of. Hmm. Because it felt incredibly tryhard. <laughs> this felt like... Okay, how how dark and and gory and gruesome can we get? Uh, let's just talk about bl- blood. Every other line, blood, just buckets of it. Blood, blood, blood. Blah. Like a video game like, creepy pasta. This track, I'm like this track is not that good. Now my my initial thoughts about it have softened over the years. Um. It is a cool track to hear live, though, um, when they mm-hmm. occasionally bust it out. But, um, yeah, this track just felt like very, okay, you're really trying to to just hammer this home. And I don't know how I feel about it this early in the album. <laughs> but that's Boy, just me. I, like, have such different thoughts. I have always considered this to be, like, a classic Twisted song. And it, it gives the whole, like wicked vibe from the entire thing it just it goes front to back like jamie's on top form here his first verse is insane the chorus following it up absolutely chef's kiss but also we have to consider just how many buckets of blood do they mention in this track did we get a total i didn't count. i don't think that there was ever like i don't think that he specifically did like like, did he go to, like, the person, like, and then, like, just cut, like, the legs off and just let it drain? And there's, oh, there's, like, two buckets there, two and a half, whatever. I don't know. We also didn't take uh, take any factor if, to, if there were any holes in the buckets. Or, like, how big the buckets are. That is true. Like, so I like have a very small, like, this size bucket over there. It's, like, the size of a fucking cu- drink cup. Yeah. Like... You know, like like you give like a, a small kid when they're going to mm-hmm. uh, like the beach, you know, to make your little sandcastle. But like, yeah, it's you not know, a lot or is blood. it like, or is it like a five gallon bucket? You know, we don't have this. Got like a meth um, bucket. There's so many factors that have not been given, and I'm a little bit disappointed that they felt that we didn't need this information. So you and I could carry about two buckets each, you know, per trip. But what size buckets are they? This is the thing we have to we yeah, need to figure this I'm, out. I'm gonna tell right, you. So I'm considering they're in a whole wick that they're not gonna be using the Home Depot Homer buckets. That's a guaranteed <laughs> fact. Uh, they're not they're not wicked enough. Uh, they're using the metal hand buckets that you used in the 17th century. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we can only carry one in each hand each because they're too big to hold two in. Okay. So, that's that's a, a high estimate because let me tell you. 
As a person who has carried many buckets full of various liquids, shit gets heavy as fuck. You're not Very wrong. quickly. Like, I've had to two-hand a single bucket. It's pretty fucking rough. Yeah. Uh, also, I mean, we could have asked Monoxide this, but you decided to ask the Rape of Moth question. I well, know you wanted to get it out of the, the way. I the most like, important question, I think. I, I get it, but like... It was pressing. I also, I mean, what... Why is the blood in the buckets? Like, what is the purpose of it? Well, because it's a blood bucket. That's that's what yeah. it's there for. I mean, yeah, but like, is it for for transport? Is it for? It's a blood bucket. Like, what, the, it's the blood goes in the bucket. But yeah. but what happens with the blood then? Is it it's just? It's just in the bucket. I don't know. You know, I don't know what? what your problem forgive is. me. Forgive me. I I I wasn't thinking. It just it's a blood bucket. The, bucket. the blood that's goes all. in the bucket. What the fuck. I'm sorry. I. Anyway, my, uh, my apologies. I think that hook is fucking sick. One might even call it wicked. Um, big fan of the hook. Uh, and, and it goes well it shows. In, what? It goes well it shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think they actually set a pretty good dark tone here, interestingly enough. Uh, it it's something about the way it's this is very, you know, classic typical murder rap kind of thing but something about the vibe that's set around the whole thing really makes it stand out from their usual fare so it doesn't come off in that same try hard way like all of the elements come together to to really kind of elevate this in my opinion another part that um that i want to take note of that is pretty cool uh imo is after the second chorus we had that section uh where monoxide is uh he's doing his just his kind of whisper vocals oh, yeah. but um it's uh discordant with the same he was saying the same phrase but like yelling in the background and it's off by like a hat like a half uh second so it's really weird to hear it in like both um both sides of your your headphones um and it does that for for like the first couple lines, and then it all like syncs up after uh, like on the next line. It's a very cool effect. Um, it really messed me up the first time I was hearing it because I was like, "What's wrong with my song here?" But no, that's how it is. There's a lot of good stuff that like that that goes on in this to really. It's it's small touches like that 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 we're gonna hear throughout this album. Spoilers, uh, that again, it it just really helps lift stuff up out of the the standard that that we've come to expect for example on the next track track four <laughs> which has an ungodly intro to it that's over a minute long oh shit I my biggest so. note is why is the intro so long there's literally no reason for this there isn't um it's if you want to skip ahead and then we'll cut also, into it also they do the intro live. Why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, this feels uh, like, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing that they don't this... open with this song, but I mean, it feels no. like something that they could open with or come back from an intermission with if they were to it's do an intermission. It's because they, they will still talk in between. That too, yeah. It, it gives the, you space to do stuff. The come first on. time I saw it live, nobody, they didn't say anything during the intro. They just let it play. And it was a moment of levity that I stood there and looked around like, damn, I'm really here in this building right now. Like, I don't know, you could just hear the intro and just looking around the entire time. 
this face Everywhere I turns another ball in the medicine Got me feeling like I'm stuck in the maze I can only find my way out by subtraction Murder is my reaction Look in the basement and you can see what I mean People are cut to pieces soaking in gasoline said jack it off (laughs) (laughs) thank you anyway um they're fucking doing it you know the this this track has like it's kind of got like this loose structure going on that kind of adds to the the unsettling feeling of the the whole thing and it's really fucking cool what they're doing here they're uh they're on a good track for this shit yeah, can agree. I get a production note? Who produced this? The beat is just very well done for the spooky so, creepy. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, this one has not changed. This is still Eric Davy. The only thing that's additional is we get some cuts by DJ Clay. Oh, well, good job to both of them. Uh, now, so uh, Shmeev, you've seen the cover for the actual album. Um, I think I'm looking at it right here. Okay, so. This is the other uh, song that had a music video that was on that DVD that I mentioned. And half of it, they are performing um, like that uh, like that style. The suits, the their face paint style on this one, which is basically just regular twisted face paint, I think, at that point. Something like that, it looks like. Um, that's also how they performed uh, the ent- uh, like all those shows on this tour live, was how they look in there. But the music video is... I, I wasn't even going to talk about it necessarily until we got to the actual like watch of it, but that's not for a very long time for that second volume of the uh, psychopathic videos. So the premise of the video, um, you'll see uh, Monoxide who uh, he's basically, he's getting his uh, day ready and he is a, um, a door to door. um, Like a uh, uh, salesman. No, not a salesman. A uh, blade. Come on, help me out here. <laughs> no, like like a, a Jehovah's Witness, <laughs> J- Jigolo. Uh, yes, okay. um, basically like a Jehovah's Witness. Okay, <laughs> so he he goes door to door, and you know he sees a bunch of people, and they're like, "Nah, get the fuck out of here." So he leaves. The one person lets him in. He kills them. Okay, <laughs> Jamie Madrox, on the other hand, he um, he'll like get like a package delivered or like a pizza delivered when the person comes over he kills them mm-hmm. and then it ends with monoxide showing up at madrox's house and they both kind of give each other a look and it's like okay well what's gonna happen now they kiss 
they're going to just just ravage each other like completely. They're but we don't see that each other's bodies. It's really yeah, it's hundred percent. It's you know, <laughs> when you're not wrong, I guess that means you may be right. Anyways, uh, <laughs> for a while, I also thought this may have been kind of try hard. The video works for the song better than the song on its own. Like, if you're watching the video, that's fine because that intro is still in there. It's really long. Like, the fucking alarm clock, like, you see it on there and you see it's monoxide. Like, try and turn it off and then it falls on the ground. Okay, fine. But, like, I don't need to hear that. It's, like, 45 seconds was how long that intro was. I paid attention. And it's just unnecessary. <laughs> um, But... It is really cool. It's a cool track. Also, something that I want to point out was on social media, they started utilizing LLAL instead of LOL or instead of LMAO for like their laughing out loud as laughing like a lunatic. And people will still use that this like to this day. And I'm like, okay, that's fine, I guess. It's good for y'all. Still weird. Lol. Yeah. Lol. Also, to back up the point of why I couldn't help you, I've never seen the video. I actually You've never seen the music video for this? Insane, right? Yeah, I didn't know it was a thing. Holy (sighs) shit. Well, I know what you're gonna be doing after this. (laughs) Wow. Uh but also watching the video for this. And then you'll go to Walmart and then you'll watch it again. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Sounds good. Right. Anything else on this track? <laughs> Not for me. Not from Blade. All right. Track five Death Note. I forgot to put a uh, Maximum the Hormone song in here, unfortunately. I was going to do it and then I didn't. I don't know what that is. They they did one of the openings for Death Note. No, oh, I've never seen it. Yeah, I know. That'd be very cool if you would have did that. Yeah. That's my bad. <laughs> I could do it in post and just add it. It would just be like a, a goof for the audience. <laughs> Mentioned on Buckets of Blood, now we have the song, Death Note. You know. You know, I thought it was really <laughs> weird to include an entire song from the standpoint of Ryuk, but like, I'm here yeah. for it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm into it. 
I'm, I'm even more uh, I'm more confused at the fact that why they decided to include uh, this year's uh, next club hit onto <laughs> this really really dark album. <laughs> I'm sorry, but this beat is fucking like it's a banger. It is a banger, and it is not something that I would have expected Twisted to do. Like, th- th- I feel like the beat should have been on Independence Day, maybe, <laughs> just because of what they were trying to do. But like, I don't know. I think it's fucking great. Yeah. I love it. Like it's um, not the first, you know, suicide track that they've done, or like not nowhere near the first one that we've covered on this show. But again, it's just everything really, really comes together really well on this to to kind of give give a little jump above. Right. I also, um, to me so far, this track has been the most interesting one musically that we've come across uh, on the album. Um, but, I mean, we've only had, like, a couple things, which, again, the one I thought was very try-hard, and the next I was like, eh, the song on its own is, like, whatever. So, that's just me. Um, what I thought about, though, is as you continue going, like, obviously, they're like, eh, you know, life sucks, gonna, gonna, gonna KMY. But at the very end, um, the uh, the one thing that I liked was the final verse, uh, which is Monoxide. Um, he's basically talking about like the various ways that he's trying to uh, end himself, and it's not happening. And it was kind of reminding me of the song "Won't Die" from uh, from uh, Man's Myth. Yeah. But um, but yeah, that's that's my thoughts on this track. I think it's fucking great. It's okay. like it's it's weird to again hear this kind of track. Like musically on this album that's supposed to be super dark and everything, and I'm like, nah, I want to. This is a bop. I love it. <laughs> I'm trying to buy seven dollar beers and get down. <laughs> trying to go grind in the club. <laughs> but no, I've always really liked this song. Uh, you know, back when we made like playlists for moods, and I kind of still do. This song would always hit like the sad playlists. Like it's just been a long running playlist bop guy. He's always been around. This uh, song's always taken precedence on being a sad playlist song. Hmm. I just realized this ticks my box of songs that (laughs) sound really fun and everything until you listen to the lyrics. That's why I like this song so much. Fuck yeah. yeah. You just put it together? I did. (laughs) Oh my God. You you said it. You just said it because I'm like, how is this a sad boy? And I'm like, oh, wait, no, this is a sad boy. I get it now. Yeah. God. (laughs) It's going right up there with Bullet by Hollywood Undead. (laughs) Yeah. Also, in the, uh, in, in Monoxide's one verse about this, he uses the phrase return to sender, which I think is a really just good (laughs) euphemism. That's a very good fucking line. It's like, yeah, yeah. God damn. It's you know, it's it's bleak, but man, it was a good line. <laughs> Definitely. Anyway, anything else on this? I think that wraps us up. I'm good. Yeah. That that wraps the whole episode up. We're done. Yeah, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> yeah, peace out. Yeah. Peace out, bitch. Anyway, definitely I mean, good show. Watch buddy. it. Uh even the mm. second half, the people didn't like as much. It was good. No. I <laughs> Track six, Crossroads in. Captain eighteen oh three by Pagan Settlers. Crossroads in has been responsible for over ten thousand untimely deaths. Right at the number one haunted location in the world, according to the spirit guides. 
says anything we have to give twisted credit they finally did it they made a cohesive story they had Hobbs jimmy madrox wrote his verse jimmy madrox wrote his verse he was like yo paul i got this concept okay <laughs> haunted hotel you stay the night you fucking die paul was like you know what I was going to do like some random shit about how I hate women, <laughs> but you know, I could get down with this. And he was like, he wrote his verse and Jamie was like, holy shit, you actually did do it. I'm going to continue that and, and we'll be, and we'll have a complete song. And they were like, whoa, didn't think that we could ever do this. Jay, you can finally be proud of us now. Blade, anything on this track? Yeah, so I'm gonna be the uh, I'm gonna be the hater here. Uh, I've never liked this song. I have never liked it. Uh, it really, when it came out and I heard it live, I was like, God, this is fucking awful. I cannot wait to get out of here. Like the chorus is just so grating for me. And like now that I've like you know gotten older, it's been a long time since this album came out. I've come around on it, but like. For like the first like six years, God, I'd skip it every single time. Like no matter what, because <laughs> wow. of that chorus. Wow. And like it's, I'm actually generally surprised. It's still really corny. Like the don't get me wrong. It's like it's still really corny on the chorus. Like uh, it's bad. I just almost like mockingly voiced the whole chorus for you, but it's just like, I don't know. It doesn't. It goes flat for me at the chorus. <laughs> it it's got a, a certain vibe to it that's like eh, but overall I'm, I'm okay with it uh it's a very very hotel california song honestly got, except hotel california kind of is good that's true hotel california is very good um and yeah i mean it doesn't have much to do with the ralph macchio film or the britney spears film but uh yeah it's still pretty good i can do well it's because it's spelled different that's why that's true. How could it? How could it be? Any have any relation to 
the 2003 Britney Spears movie Crossroads, which featured um, the song I Love Rock and Roll, her cover, which was on her uh, third album, Britney. Why do you or have that fact so fast? Because I fucking watched it. Or the 1980 uh, Ralph Macchio film Crossroads featuring a uh, guitar duel between Ralph Macchio and Steve Vai. Are we going to it skip even, the 1995? It doesn't even have... It, it, it doesn't even have anything to do with uh, with the Bone Thugs and Harmony song, Crossroads. Goddamn it, Mike, if you would have let me talk, I would have made a reference to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, you, you got, what you got to realize is that when you want to talk, you just keep talking over him. I tried, and he kept talking, too. <laughs> you didn't try hard enough. It's because I'm loud, bitches. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, it, it's, it's a pretty cool song. Good, good storytelling and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, Zach Bagan should stay there. Yeah, he should. I'd watch that at the Crossroads Inn. <laughs> but hopefully, this next song is better. But than... the song, but the song has to play while you're while you're watching that. Blake. No, that's like the fan event. That's like you do it on your own time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and sorry, just wanted to double check. Oh, there was one other person who had some additional vocals on there. S- Sims Weldon. Huh. I don't know they brought back Sin from Zog Island. <laughs> Sims. S I M as in Mike. M as in Mike again. S. As in Schmeev? Yeah, uh, no. As in Seven, which is the track that we're on now. What, all what of if the, the above. person was actually a Sim? And they sung it in Simlish. Can we get a Simlish version of Crossroads? <laughs> Simlish version of anything that's Juggalo related. Yeah, you know, a Simlish version the Sim- of all of the I above. Want- we loved him as a brother, <laughs> as a father. I want the Simlish version of homies. From his parents and from his older brothers and sisters. He received How an inspiration which he passed on to all of us. He gave us strength in time of trouble. You will always be by our side. Sometimes when they visit, I wonder can they hear me? I'm scratching at the box and screaming out quite clearly. I'm so lonely. My one and only probably took another. That means new daddy and same mother for my babies. Before they grown ladies, I hope they remember me when they old ladies with their own babies. Carry my memory until it fades away. My mother came to visit me yesterday on my birthday. She laid a single rose on my headstone and said it ain't been easy trying to get along since you passed on. I hear it, mama, it's been real turmoil. I've been scratching all month trying to hit top soil. I've been working real hard, but my body feels weak, but I can't die. I'm just too awake to fall asleep. Tell them all that I miss them and send it with all my love. Sincerely from the underground to all of the above. Jamie Madrox rapped about something like this. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 
Are you, are you, are you picking up where I'm laying down here? I, I am, actually. <laughs> I am. <laughs> so, wait, that was... Okay, that line was from... The Raven's Mirror. It was on the Wraith. Yeah. Sorry, okay, the Raven's it? Mirror, yeah. The Raven's Mirror. Um, and it was a reference to... I do not remember. <laughs> it was a Lotus track. We've never figured it out. We, no, we narrowed I, it down, but we never concretely figured it out. Trust I thought it me. was I want to. Was it I want to die? No, it's not. No, because I want to die wasn't um, wasn't about you know not wanting to be dead. <laughs> oh, but I think I, I'm almost certain I, it was. I'm pretty from, sure from it's Tell one. Like, there's there's one somewhere, but you know. But anyways. Yeah, so, here it is again. <laughs> I know, right? You stick with what you know, I guess. Um, so this is actually the track that um, recently uh, was like they unearthed it from the time whenever they performed the the show live and had the like videos playing in the background. This is one that they made. However, the video uh, only has the first two verses. It does not have that final verse in there, which is really annoying. Because this track is, in my opinion, one of the standouts here. Um, it is very solemn. Um, and everything about this fits. And we hear a very familiar voice in that chorus. We we have a, a very specific dead man. Oh, shit. Who's going, hello. How could you not recognize those pipes? That, that beautiful dead man's voice. <laughs> um, which, I don't know. I, I, everything about this track, I think, works for me. Um, but the idea of, you know, they've died, but they are not at rest. They, they think that they are just stuck there. And they are, and they haven't been able to actually, like, actually die being dead but not really dead kind of sucks yeah i've I've, then, made, I've talked about dead like me on this show enough time you know the, the dead like me it's, it's a show good fantastic there's, there's show. an episode about this <laughs> um but uh the the one that gets me is at the very end when monoxide mentions that um grave robbers um mm. unearthed him took the shit and then he um, eventually was put back in the ground, but at, after that point, nobody, nobody sees him. So he's literally just there to just for, for eternity. It's, it's very haunting, honestly. Um, it is not, a it's not a thought that's very reassuring or anything <laughs> like that. But like I said, I think everything about this song really, really works. It's very solemn, very emotional. Um, I think they they really took time to to make this track uh, really really good. Hmm. Blade, you don't want to know, dude. Major hater, <laughs> you hate hating you vibes. Hate this, this song, like, <laughs> it just on my fucking notes. It just says one of the few yeah. songs that fall flat for me on this album, chorus included, especially. Mm. <laughs> like just the how yeah. long? Get that out of my album. <laughs> Don't you, dare, <laughs> like, don't you dare don't you dare besmirch the good name of Blaze your dead homie Hello. he's my guy but like dude was it necessary 
Did we yes, need that on this album? 100%. It was necessary. Like, I'm trying to get wicked and dark and spooky, and I don't need this motherfucker piping across my album. He's just, it's for a whole different mood. It's a different not, vibe. It is a yeah, very different vibe. I don't that think he's one. piping. I think he's just singing. He was laying them pipes in the studio. You can't tell I, me you don't see him one hand gripping the table, belting it out, head to the clouds, just how long? Like, my guy was going for it the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Well, they couldn't get breed for it, so. No. Well, I, I like the beat on this. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Is breed dead? Yes. yes. Okay, okay. There's a spider on my table. Kill it. No. Anyway. But then you'll be horrorcore. No. <laughs> anyway, cool beat. I like the guitar work on this. Uh, the guitar is actually somebody specific as well. That is uh, Willie E. Nice. Good which job. we've heard that name before. Willie Elson. Uh, uh, yes. Um, but no, legitimately, uh, we've heard that person's name before, and I don't remember, like, from what? Wiley Coyote. Yeah, I, mm, that's a pseudonym. That is, that is actually not correct. <laughs> is it not Willie Bubba? Th- uh, I mean, it might be. It sounds southern enough. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that there's some guitar work on this that's like really fucking clean. Not just like in its tone and stuff, but I mean like all bends are clean, and that's just like a thing that doesn't really happen in psychopathic music. If I'm being real, for some reason, so whenever they have a fucking lead track in there, it's always these fucking anemic ass bends that just don't quite make it. We'll get back to that later, uh, but here. It's clean. I like it. Anything else on this track? Unless you want me to keep going off about it now. Go ahead. I mean, unless you want me to keep telling you why you're wrong, Blake. (laughs) No, I'll argue with Mike later at the end of this show. (laughs) Fair. All right, well, track eight, Killing Season. Divided, he stands inhuman to the core. He lashes away at life because he feels he deserves a little more. Then that ordinary, everyday cage angels and freaks. Listen in his voice when he speaks. Hear it like the anger in the roar of the thunderous storm. Time the wicked is the weather that continues to rain down upon him. Life put it on him in a bad way. And all that that paid is who he is today. And now he sits in the dead of the night, thinking of two ways to die, but he can't get it right. He's still alive. Oh, killer by design. Took the long road home, but the road was closed. No way home, I suppose. On the last hunt for the youth and the runaways. Killed his blood relatives in his murderous first grade. Long gone in the moments where the heart is supposed to be. Then there's no one home behind the walls of vacancy. Oh, no matter what they say, I can't do right. Always go the other way. They can't reach me. I'm the reason. I am lost in my wicked mind, and it's killing me. I gotta say, it's pretty crazy how they're both rapping over a phone the entire time. <laughs> yeah. So speaking I'll of rapping real. over a phone, this one uh, feels a lot more bland than the rest of this album, and kind of phoned in. It does. Um, I will say, I never really focused on this song, mostly because of the the vocal effects. 
because it makes them sound very muted. So why am I going to try and focus harder on the lyrics if it's already kind of hard to hear? Um, this one is, this is, I think, a point where it starts to kind of just falter a little bit The as far as the album as one big part. Um, I genuinely do not care for this song. It's just whatever. I can't tell you prior to doing these notes when the last time I heard it was. And uh, after this episode's done, I can't say any time when I will listen to it again uh, anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, there is a point in time where I did my listens for this episode where I just like I blanked out for the entirety of this song every single time. Like it just it's a time you can get up during the movie and go take a pee and come back and nothing of value is lost. Hmm. Ah, also, I didn't realize this, but I can kind of now that I think about it, I could definitely hear it. Blaze is also on uh, this as well. Is he uh, holding doing, the phone? Uh, They're wrapping it. <laughs> he might be actually. Um, he is the phone. Actually, he is the phone. But uh, yeah, that's definitely his voice on the chorus too. There was a He's chorus. His, uh, they say you know, allegedly there is. <laughs> it, it's it's the but, part uh, where they say killing season. <laughs> yeah. That also might be uh, where they discuss uh, what it's like to be in the mind of a serial killer of the twisted variety. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I don't think we have much else to say on Killing Season. It's... Nope. It exists. This is, as as me and Blade discussed last night, it's a filler track. Mid. Track nine. Whoop, whoop. I'm untouchable. Sixteen ways to die, but I'd rather just cut stuff. Unlovable. Breath through hate, product of date rape that they can't wait to cremate. I take lives with steak now, so such a leave so many cuts, there's nothing left to touch. And I walk with the family, mindset on casualty. I put mirrors in your eyes so you had to see that it had to be a mass suicide at your gathering. What a catastrophe! Front page, blame it on us. Scapegoat for all the twisted we trust in the tour bus. Headed for the white cups long, I can only be the scapegoat for so long. You can clear bones while I clear channel live show is sick like guts and brain matter. Listen up, Violent J. You can try as hard as you can to mold Twisted into just another ICP thing, but they'll still do it better ten times out of ten. I mean, nowadays you're not wrong. (laughs) He's literally never Uh, wrong these days. Uh, so this track was produced by somebody different. Ooh. Production by Seven. Oh, okay. Interesting. Which I actually did not anticipate. No. Uh, we also got some additional production by Monoxide. It also says that there's some additional vocals by Blaze. I assume it's in the chorus, but I can't really tell. Um, cuts by DJ Clay. That's what I was waiting for, yeah. Yep. I also kind of would have expected this to be a DJ Clay track in general. Um, 
But yeah, Blaze, um, Blaze, I think, is is doing doing whoop whoops in there. Probably. Um, so we got uh, the second uh, club hit from Twisted on this one. <laughs> um, but this track is this, in my opinion, is the equivalent of like the We Don't Die on this album. Uh, it is literally meant to be this is the one that's getting people moving the chorus would easily be you know chanted back from from the crowd um you know the chorus might be a bit pandering which i think some people actually did complain about whenever this album dropped (laughs) um but this has in my opinion to date that we've come across one of the best jamie madrox verses ever uh just making a bunch of references to various uh either n- real life serial killers or um uh fictional ones um he's just kind of going off and i am all for it that verse is fucking sick um i think that this track is great i think that they were like okay we got to make a new version of we don't die how can we do this but also not put rock in it because we would never do rock. We shouldn't have done it nine years ago. Why would we do it? And so they made this and they're like, yeah, this is better. Blade. Listen, this song, this redeems the past couple tracks uh, completely. (laughs) This nullifies crossroads in like it saves it in my brain. Uh, Monoxide coming in for the first time with like the best verse of the song. Absolutely insane. Uh, I mean, dude, you can't undeny like you can't deny the energy he brings right off the rip and sets a tone for the song. Jamie has all those serial killer references, and, and Jamie surpasses it. Come Listen, on, <laughs> verses like that, his wordplay the serial killers does cement why I love him so much. But we got to give Paul some credit on this one because like he really brings it. He was actually focused that day. He was like listening to what was going on for once and wrote down a verse that's on point for the album. Uh, also the beat is again one of the things that just like gets your head bopping you're just kind of like you're there with it and live yeah it's super corny to hear the chorus like it is like it's cringy (laughs) as hell to hear all these dudes that are like 35 doing the whoop whoop back it's weird uh i mean i like i don't know it feels like i'm too old to be doing that you know it does feel weird. I mean, it's one thing when you're at a concert. No. When you're at a Juggalo. No, no, no. Listen to me. Let me, <laughs> let me, let me, let me say this. It's one thing whenever you go to a Juggalo event. And it's kind of just like the mentality of it is, okay, everybody's here for this. And we are, we already know what to expect. This is why when I go to ICP shows or when I went to the gathering, if I was whooped at, I whooped back. Um, I do not whoop just in general in public because <laughs> that's corny <laughs> like i i that's just weird to me if i'm whooped at first i might give you a look and be like hmm do i and like five percent chance i might do it back but most of the time i'm like nah. <laughs> okay. but at a court at a show at a show it's a bit different i'm okay with it like it's it's like even stating the word juggalo juggalo seems very weird to talk about <laughs> like especially when you're talking to somebody who doesn't know any of that um but at a show 
eh, whatever. Everybody fucking knows because we're all here for the same thing. Renaissance fair people aren't walking around in Walmart going like, Verily, sir. They keep it to the the place. (laughs) But here's the thing. Juggalo is not a character. That is, you don't turn that off, Shmeev. Oh, you 100% do if you're responsible. If you're what? If you're responsible. You wear it like a costume. Well, see, I do want to know. Uh, he did. Uh, Monoxide did mention that it had to be a mass suicide at your gathering. Who's gathering, Paul? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Who's? Mm. He mm. also throws out a line that uh, ends with "Twisted We Trust," but he does. Does he say "in" before that? Like "in Twisted We yes. Trust." Very Scapegoat cool. Scapegoat for all that. in Twisted We Trust. Yes, that's actually the first time that that uh, statement was said in a song, and then shortly after. Uh, Magic Ninja was starting up. They made shirts, and like the hashtag was Intuitive We Trust. Oh. I to this day, I'm so mad that I never got one of those shirts. Like I wanted it so bad, and I just never paid the money for it. And they don't make them anymore. And I'm really hoping that since we're coming up on uh, ten years since they've let actually at the time of uh, release, it will have been uh, ten years since they left Psychopathic. Um. That hopefully they decide to make uh, remake those Intuitive We Trust shirts because I really liked them. I also used to have a uh, a wristband that that had that. It was hashtag Intuitive We Trust. I still have it. It's just started to fade away. Huh. Well, there Sorry. you have it. Off topic. Juggalos are like Superman. You know, Clark Kent is the costume that he wears. Superman is is the guy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's tough life. <laughs> liking bad music it's a hard Um, knock life yeah (laughs) track 10 that's wicked fun fact uh i just found this out on uber facts uh today was that the movie john wicked was actually supposed to be called scorn uh, but Keanu Reeves just kept calling it John Wick, like by mistake, and so they changed the name of it. <laughs> Love Keanu Reeves. John Wicked. Keep it wicked like six witches, five skulls, and one kettle, let it boil until it scorch a burning instrumental. People kill, we the hottest, your temperature better rise as we take these microphones and then black and the I got an axe in my hands, mixed with I don't tell from the talking in my head, telling me to make the blood splatter. Climbing up a ladder and I hang them on a hook, diabolical on every life I took. <laughs> So, this was the track that was thrown out at uh, New Year's Evil 2008. This was the single. And I'm going to say this because I did. uh, I remember this was posted up on either Juggalo News or Fago Lovers like the day after they had it ripped. And so I was listening to it. And this one is interesting to me and I almost feel like this should not have been the single that they threw out because I don't think it's really representative of what this album is. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, this track is kind of average at best. It's moderately wicked. It's, it's just, there's nothing that stands out of it that makes me excited for, if I didn't hear anything else on this, record which obviously i wouldn't have at the time if 
I didn't hear anything else, this would not really get me excited for what supposedly is going to be the darkest album that they've made at the time. That's just me. Let me tell you how fucking wrong you are right now. (laughs) Well, you've done it fucking multiple times already. That doesn't fucking mean that, you know, it's actually true, but it was very good, I guess. I very... This is my memory with the album. I very vividly remember when this up was uploaded. Uh, I remember hearing, like, the... like they, They threw out a CD, they threw out a CD, and was waiting like a little savage for somebody to upload it finally. And when this hit the online world... I was captivated. This was the greatest fucking single they had put out in a long time, and I was so ready for the album. I very remember vividly sitting in a friend's computer room. We were playing Gary's Mod. I don't know if that hits for anybody but Shmeev. Uh, We were playing Gmod, and uh, I was like, hey, can I check this website really quick? And it was uploaded, and I made this guy who has never heard a Juggalo thing before in his life listen to this song with me. Because I could not wait to hear it because it was uploaded on one of the sites. And you know what? Oh, so you so you actually weren't this guy's friend? No, we were. We but are. But you forced him to listen to Juggalo stuff. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it sucks. You're a bad you're a bad friend. Yeah. Uh so I repeatedly listened to this song and like I had it on like on a burn C D R with some other songs and like it was always so sick. Like I just I love this song. It's spoiler, it's my favorite from the album. Uh I always add this to Twisted playlists. Like, it always gets the playlist treatment. This song, phenomenal. Like, Chef's Kiss, uh, it sets the... Like, if this would have been the opener, this would have set the biggest tone for the album. Because he just starts rapping about, like, witches' ingredients and shit. Like, that's crazy. I love this song. This probably makes my top Twisted songs. I'm not gonna lie. This is probably in the top 25. Huh. So Mike, get fucked. Shmeev, what do you think about this? Well, I already said it's it's moderately wicked at best. It's it's okay. God, I'm the lone mm. man out. <laughs> yeah. How's it feel to just, you know, sit in that corner of wrongness being wrong? I all alone. I'm on a comfortable bed. I'm not wrong. I feel great. Things are relaxed. I'm being supported from the bottom. Yeah, well, you know what? That's not what track eleven they told me. Why did you put the track 11 there? <laughs> to be clear about for, it. For comedic effect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why? They told me to let go and dream of torture and horrible things of that kind. They told me you're only good as the thoughts you keep in your head when you unlock your mind. They told me you never win because you're doomed to fail and everything you do just ain't right. They told me I need to quit acting like a child and grow up. Yo, fuck the haters. Do you think that's what they're saying? You know, I've uh, I've been analyzing this song for the past like 15 years and, you know, just just piece by piece, just kind of running through it and, um, that's the only conclusion that I that's 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 it, you know. 
I've I've run it through every other possible scenario that I could think of, and the only one that 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 fits well enough that completes this equation is fuck the haters. I don't know. I think that's a weird conclusion to come to. Twisted have never they've never been one to be like, hey, you hater, like fuck you, man. They've never done that. They're I don't think they're always you've been they're always attention. generally very they're very humble gentlemen, grateful for what their talent has brought to them, but not one to bring anybody else down. Dude, dude. I don't think that that's what that's what being a twisted serial killer you know, is about. I didn't think that either, but then I came across this old archived footage from one of the early days of of this guy's stand-up where Jamie Madrox was in the crowd. And the moment that they announced his name, Jamie Madrox rushed the stage and beat the shit out of Bill Hader. And he was just like, fuck you, motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck. Die. <laughs> End scene. <laughs> So, Blade, what do you got? <laughs> I mean, again, they this album is filled with corny choruses, and this is uh-huh. no exception. For oh, it's corny sake. as hell. I love it, though. And, like, it, there's no exception. This song does not escape the corny chorus allegations. Uh, nope. But you know what? It's fun. It's fine. The verses make up for it. Uh, <laughs> but, like, God, every time they switch back to the chorus, I'm just like, oh, yep, it, it's in here. Yep, that chorus is here. <laughs> Uh, it's it's corny in that way that I don't care, you know. Like it's it's good. I, I like it. <laughs> but like hearing it live, it's fun. It's really fun. You can't deny it. Like you yeah. know, it even it works in a crowd sense. Like it's catchy. You uh, get it's it amazing in a crowd. <laughs> like this track goes so like this gets one of the biggest reactions whenever the chorus fucking hits. I gotta say, like, I didn't realize how big this song was until I seen it years later at a show. I really thought people like didn't hold on to it, but they do because it's loud when this song is played. Oh yeah, I could imagine the moment, the moment that he says, "I told them," just mic out, and it's just, yep, yeah, yep. it explodes. That is that is that is definitely accurate. I gotta say, yep. like the same reaction you get from Whoop Whoop is the one you get for "They Told Me" every time. <laughs> And again, crazy because really I didn't consider those songs to be the big songs off this record. Well, that's because you don't know what it's like to be in the mind of a Helen Dungler. But yeah, no. Uh, again, I just—it's corny in the chorus, but it works in some context. So like, you can give it a pass. But like, fuck, dude, come on, can we do a good chorus at the last half of the album, please? Just once. No, they did. They did. What uh-huh. one? Uh, it goes, um, fuck you, motherfucker, fuck you, fuck die, fuck you, motherfucker, fuck you, fuck die, fuck you, motherfucker, fuck you, fuck die, fuck you, motherfucker, fuck you, fuck. Do you think that they were sitting there carefully writing that? Wait, 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 do you think somebody wrote all that out in a notebook? Like the entire word for word right there? Or do you think they improvised Bo- it? Both of them did. They both did. They were like, hey, we're uh 
Jamie went to Paul and was like, hey man, we're gonna do, um, we've never tried this before, we're gonna make a, uh, this track I've heard it's calling, it's saying, fuck the haters. And Paul's like, I don't, I don't know, we, I've never done something like this. Uh, I like a lot of people. Um, so I don't know how I feel about it. And, and Jamie was like, yo, you just gotta be, like, angry. And he's like, I've never been angry. He's like, well, think about, like, think about, like, your ex. And Paul's like, I've, I've loved every one of my exes. I've never thought anything, no malice towards them. And he's like, okay, but, like, just act like you didn't feel that way. And then Paul was like, all right, let well, me see what I can come up ex, with. like, five years from now when we're both in high school and... <laughs> You go through a bad breakup and you're really pissed off. And, and Paul was like, okay, let me try and write something. He's like, do you want to do the chorus or do you want me to? He's like, you know what? Let's both try to make choruses and then we'll pick which one's the best one. And they they brainstormed and then like after like a half hour, they came back and they're like, what did you write? And I'm like, I wrote, it says, fuck you, motherfucker, fuck you, fuck die. And Paul's like, holy shit, that's what I wrote too. And he's like, you just want to say that like four times? He's like, fuck yeah, let's do it. It was like a match game thing. <laughs> anyway, anything else on They Told Me? I got to reiterate one more time how corny that chorus is. Yep. I just can't let it go. Oh, I mean, 100% agree, but it's a very good hook. <laughs> it can be track corny, corny and good. Track 12, My Enemies. My MNE. Finding. Finding MNE. Nemo. The devil ain't got no praise in the form of jury. I'm a smash him. Dance with a wicked embrace. Gotta look him in the face before I blast him. Cause I'm a lustful with nowhere to go in the flame. Took me a while to come to conclusions, but I made it. This far, gotta get faster, further away. Ain't got no time. Pitch in the grip that I just can't sit two steps ahead. need to let it play for a little because we need to hear that really fucking cool riff that does not succeed at carrying the rest of the song at all uh but can we uh can we point out uh tech madrox (laughs) he was like jamie was like man tech nine um every time he's done something with us it's been far superior to anything that we do on our own tracks um let me try and do that thing he does and he kind of does it. Is that amazing? No, not really. But he tries. I'll give him a little bit of credit for that. I cannot believe that they committed so hard to putting so many filler songs on this album. <laughs> uh, you got, listen, you have an amazing Jamie verse that is so out of place on a song that doesn't deserve it. It, it definitely does feel weird to have that verse with the chorus that this song provides. 
because the the actual like song itself is not bad but the the chorus is what really like throws me off but i wish that it like the rest of the track was a little more of what jamie's doing in the beginning um and then monoxide just doing a monoxide verse like that's just what we get but tracks a mess it has a good guitar riff and that's it, it. Uh, yeah <laughs> like the, the riff is cool as shit i love it but everything else in this is just ugh. again i yeah, salute their commitment to filler like we gotta <laughs> pad this out we need like what 15 songs great we got seven laying around uh no seven was only available for one track oh yeah right they pulled him out of the drawer that they keep him in so uh really quick this one was actually produced by Monoxide. It shows. Huh. Uh, there was additional production by Eric Davey and guitars by Justin Ruffin. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Monoxide's not quite up to par on the production yet. Um, at least not so far what we've heard. Um, what was what was the first track that we heard him uh, him? To his production on oh it was the it was remix, remix to bowling of, balls oh no it was the remix balls. of uh, suicide hotline no it was bowling balls mm, okay it was bowling balls whatever ba- uh, baby's first uh, baby's first production hey he's clearly trying yeah. and learning though no, yeah. I'm second guessing and I want to double check this <laughs> I was pretty sure it was suicide hotline I actually have no horse in this race I uh, don't care about ICP remixes. I don't either. <laughs> ah, you know what? You are correct. Actually, <laughs> both of us are correct because he did both Suicide Hotline and Bowling Balls. Yeah, but you know, first one, Suicide Hotline. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Sorry. Boom. Anyway, I don't think we have anything else to say about this song. It's pretty mediocre. It exists. No, my, my only other thing, the only the only other note that I had was uh, Twisted doing rock. How dare. Like, such a good thing that we would never hear them do rock ever again. Yeah. Anyway, track number 13, Bella Mode. fully uh drop this out i am gonna note there's a fucking solo in this i'm just gonna skip to it because i don't get to talk about solos in this music at all so i'm gonna find it
So. So yeah, get a little bit of that. Who do you think produced this uh, this track? Mikey I Clark. Know. I could see that. Could be a Mike P actually as well. Either uh. one of them could have done it. Uh. What if I told you that Monoxide produced this? Nice. I believe you because it's just all right. <laughs> hater of the fucking Jeez. <laughs> Player hater of the year, 2002. Uh, Did you get your degree? So, yeah. Uh, produced by Monoxide, some additional by Eric Davey. Uh, the guitar was done by Randy Lynch. Um, now, uh, Bella Morte translates to Beautiful Death. Mm-hmm. This is the track that had that comic based off of it. Oh, cool. It was Terrible Tales of Twisted. Again, you got this by uh, purchasing the album at Hot Topic. They would give you the comic, and it was in a like a like one of those like plastic bags like you buy any other trade uh, comic. And um, the story is basically about uh, this boy whose friend is... Um, being haunted by Bella Morte and then his friend uh, commits suicide. So then he is like, all right, I'm going to go and fuck up this demon spirit thingy. And he tries to do that and does not. And he succumbs to dying as well. Hmm. Um, Twisted hated the final product of this uh, comic. <laughs> it was actually supposed to be like the first comic in like a series. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did not like how it turned out. They didn't care for the art. They didn't care for um, how the actual story was. So they shelved it. Like, that's just how it was. Um, the comic got kind of hard to find for quite a while. Um, I think, like, I have two copies of it. I know one of them I think I just bought from Hot Topic. Like, I didn't buy the CD. They just had them up there for, like, five bucks. So I was like, hey, I want this. And I think I bought one at a show, too. Um, but yeah, the comic's not amazing, um, and because of how that turned out, they would not try to do another comic again for about ten more years. <laughs> uh, crazy how uh, how that worked out for them. But this track is basically just about them being haunted by uh, a spirit who uh, is trying to just have them die. So it also has really, really, uh, a really kick-ass chorus. My one note was, uh, is she single? Because I'm really looking for that. <laughs> I mean, same though. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm trying uh, very hard to find uh, someone who's just gonna put me out of my misery. And if they're hot while doing it, let's go. Yeah, I just said we got a, a full-on twisted rock track with a solo. Let's go. Yep. You know? Uh, this is also very prominent at shows. It's a very straightforward alt-rock solo. There's nothing particularly special about it, aside from its existence, which is enough for me at this point. I like hearing it. It is pretty fucking cool. It is solid. You know? It was very functional. George Harrison style but alt-rock. Yep. Now, this track is cool. It's cool to hear it live. Jamie fucking sings his bussy out. He he goes for it. 
Yeah. Whenever it fucking drops into that that chorus, like whenever it drops into it, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's good yep. shit. It's satisfying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It actually the the drums on this one sound a bit better it's than clean. the ones that we've heard on the on the prior track. It, it is very good. Anything else, but, Blade? No, I'm just looking for somebody who will do that to me. Uh, this is an open <laughs> call for that. Um, if you're listening, well, actually, it's a it's a closed channel right now. So, um, oh, which means actually going to mute whenever you ask that, whenever the episode comes out. So <laughs> that's okay. Sorry, not sorry. Right, that's I, I'm actually just gonna I'm gonna very poorly edit it where it's just like, yeah, I'm looking for somebody, and I'll just put my voiceover saying, "Who can fix my floors?" <laughs> <laughs> oh God, you gotta bring my floors into this. <laughs> Also, yeah, so that's being worked on. That's like, we, I think we were able to do it without anything drastic happening. I'm very happy. Oh, that's good. I, uh, nice. have been wanting that's good to, to hear. die about it lately, so. <laughs> this is very, well, this is a very fun to get to do Juggle of Judgment without having to think about my fucking floors that somebody brings up in the episode. Thanks. Uh, and this is why you like me more, right, Blade? That. Mm. that's neither here nor there huh do do you want to forget about your floors or good opinions (laughs) choose sorry i mean rock hard place to be fair (laughs) only one of you both has hugged me so yeah that's true well true i mean had you gone to the gathering you could have gone in but had you stopped you whenever you were anyways, in Cleveland or whatever. We, yeah, nah. we might be on Juggalo Judgment, but I am not a Juggalo. I will not be at the gathering. Yeah. Rough, yeah, rough well, I, mean, I was there contractually, so. <laughs> anyway, track 14, When I Get to Hell. The hell they're talking about is me going to the gathering. <laughs> uh, no, I believe it's Hell, Michigan. Fun fact, that's 35 minutes away from you. I'm sure that I'll know everybody from the likes of David Parker with the Alice to Crawley. Couple Bible thumpers here and there, praise the Lord. If you're dead and you're sold and you're destined to get yours. I'll be sure to head for the throne and all alone, really the devil of his dome in his home. I'm looking for Heath Ledger. I'll see if I can get all this shit when left on the I'm a start a new resistance, the first act. Killing 50 and the devil's been. probably already did that to her he's not wrong i want to be on the record he's not wrong also very cool to see jamie flexing more of his serial killer knowledge for no reason just (laughs) he just throws it out there he just knows he loves to flex it and we got paul being a 
non-remarkable just like this song is very fun <laughs> yeah i didn't care much for it it was okay but nothing, nothing special mike you want to tell us how this is your favorite song on the album go ahead it's not my favorite song on the album i think that it's better than you guys are giving it credit for but uh you know i'm clearly uh you know outnumbered on this one um I will say, though, uh, I do have a gripe in that the song feels longer than it actually is. Um, I mean, mind you, it's almost five from minutes the, long. Well, f- almost a minute of that is leading into the next song. Hmm. It is. It is. It, it, the track itself is a little over four minutes long, um, but it feels longer than that. Um, but man, uh it's not bad. This is a, another track that I have heard them do live a couple times, which is very interesting. And uh, Jamie goes all for it on that Maryland line. So, yeah. Um, I don't think that this track is bad, but it also is not, like, super remarkable. So I wouldn't say it's filler, though, because I do think that it fits with the rest of this album. Yeah. Oh, Blaze is on there too. Hmm. Where you know for for an album not having uh, guest features on it, Blaze is on here quite a bit. He's a member. I think of he's the, the one. Point. I think he's the one saying, "I'm going to hell to who come with me." I'm going to hell to who come with me. That's him. He's got to <laughs> do his. He's got to do the uh, his his deep Blaze voice. Anyway. You know, since he doesn't, since he doesn't yell anymore. I, I think he just sings the whole chorus. To be honest, on that one, it might be. My, I, I don't think, know. I, I thought that was monoxide. Yeah. But uh, anything else on this one, y'all? No, no, very. Uh, eh. It exists. It's there. It's fine. Fair. <laughs> well, with that, I think we can uh, move on to the final track of the base album. Whoa, track fifteen. Whoa.
So uh, this one, um, we have a little bit of uh, production by Monoxide. Guitars by Randy Lynch again. Um, and we got some some Blaze on here at some point, I guess. A big time crowd pleaser. When they do this live, it just fucking blows the fucking roof off every goddamn time. You're not wrong, though. You're yeah, actually you're not, not wrong. wrong. I, know, this... I know. This is a thing that I already knew coming into this, Mike. <laughs> I have heard about this song enough times. You've brought it up like a thousand times before. Like before this show even existed, I've heard of this song, <laughs> but I never listened to it. Um, but yeah, this is. Uh, it's typically either this song or uh, the song from their last psychopathic album. Um, it's typically the closer, hmm. and it's big, like. Jamie gets to do the thing that Jamie wants to do. It's interesting that this one has uh, another, like, more lead guitar from that same guy, but it has that problem that I brought up before with guitar stuff, where it's anemic as fuck, and his bends all sound really fucking weird. Yeah. I truly think that this closer is phenomenal. Like, I love this song. It's just... It's great. It hits all the right it, notes for me. It just... Uh, it goes off. Every time I hear it, I think about hearing hearing it live and just I get a little emotional it's very nice it is a really good track um it's weird because it doesn't quite um it doesn't quite fit with like the rest of the album per se there's nothing really like dark or wicked this is really just it's just a rock song yeah um which um Excuse me, Twisted. I, I said this a few tracks ago. How dare um, that you would ever do rock? Um, this is uh, what the fuck kind is of, wrong with you? This is kind of a staple in this zone of, like, on an album, I feel like they have to have one of these. It's a big, big-time commiseration song about listening to commiseration songs and the like, you know, feeling all fucked up and shit, and then, but you just kind of... You put on your thing and you listen to it. You lose yourself in the music and the moment you own it, you better never let it go. Um, and yeah, that's good. I like it a lot. It's fun. Yeah, this track is pretty fucking amazing. It's a great way to end the show. Um, I have I have no qualms about this track at all. It's really fucking great. Blade, anything else for me, bud? No, just... I wish that this was the last song you listened to for this album. I really wish it was. Well. Well, uh, first off, you make it seem like there's something wrong with the bonus tracks <laughs> that were from uh, this album. Uh, what's funny is there isn't anything wrong with them, so uh, take that, nerd. The base album ends with Whoa Whoa, but again, if you had purchased the Best Buy edition or uh, the recent Black and Red edition from MNE, there are three more tracks. These tracks, they're here. And we're going to hear some of them. Track 16, Catch the Show. Twisted shows tonight. And I'm mad. Truck banging, juggalos hanging, some smoke. 
see all the homies painted in the blood that they came We get the mosh fit started when they hit the stage Like someone laid a bunch of lions out of the cage And when it's all said and done, I won't sleep for days I'm going to catch the show, let's get all down, let's lose control Jamie Madrox in that second verse yeah. is talking about some chick that is going to the show <laughs> that he wants to to see there. I already know where this is going. She's a ten, but she's into boondocks. She is a negative eleven. <laughs> you know, I just. I want there to be the day where you just you have this moment of clarity where you realize, you know, Boondocks is actually not as bad as I've been saying for for all this time. I think that Boondocks is actually quite enjoyable as an artist and he's very talented and it's a blessing to the Juggalo world and to myself that I've been graced to listen to him. A blessing to the Juggalo world is not a blessing to me. One day. So, <coughs> here's a fun story. Your boy uh, here used to uh, try and, and get popular on the YouTubes. That is a fun story. And get the link? one of the, and one of the things that he used to try and do was make uh, similar to how the kids do on TikTok these days, lip sync videos. Mm-hmm. Before lip sync videos were really a thing, I was trying to do it on YouTube. And um, it was like a month or two before the first Twisted show that I went to, which was the Slaughterhouse Tour in 2010. Uh, I did one for this song. Hmm. No, that video does not exist anymore. I deleted it off of YouTube a number of years ago. It is gone. <laughs> Deal with it, you whack bitches. <laughs> um this track got a fuck ton of hate. Huh. For one reason and one reason only. Shmeev, do you have an idea what that reason is? Um I don't know, implying that jugglers are fans of boondocks. Close. It's because there was auto-tune in the chorus. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I kind of just glazed over that. and But, yeah, it makes sense that people would get mad about that because they're they, fucking losers. And... They fucking ripped it so bad for no reason. And meanwhile, I'm like, but it, it, the, the track calls for it. And it's, it's, it's humor. Why are they dumb? And then I realize... Well, some juggalos just are dumb. Some. That's what I said. Some. But some. actually, they were right for uh, for making fun of the auto tune. They were a hundred percent right. It's awful. No. It rips you out of the song. No. Just doesn't fit with anything. No. It fits. It totally fits with the song. <laughs> How does it not fit with the song? It just. It's bad. It like it's not even the, done well. I, but, what do you? <laughs> How even do 
How do you even do? How even do? How even do? Uh, I mean, the verses are fine. They're fun. But like that auto-tune, oh my god. Every time it comes back up. It's funny. Like, that's the purpose of it. It That's how it works. I, 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 I missed the mark for me, buddy. I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, speaking of lip sync videos and ones that, I mean, have not been deleted from the internet. That bitch I'm sexy one is still out there. Shut the fuck up. And no. I still have it. In no, saved, you're done. Saved to you're, my watch list. You're on done. YouTube. You're done. <laughs> I have you're never done. shared it, and I won't. <laughs> Thank you. Please. But you brought it up once already on the show, so it's out there. I so did. I feel like it's fair game for me to mention it. You didn't have to mention it again. They could have just looked up whenever I said it the first time. Well, it's all right. No, but I don't think anybody would fucking recognize you. <laughs> Unless you're the guy I in mean, full army gear, smoking a cigarette, <laughs> lip syncing to it, you can't even find it because I'm looking for it right now. <laughs> but we got a guy dancing around smoking a cigarette in full army gear to bitch I'm sexy, so. I mean, I wasn't always straight edge, but you know. It is a, uh, it's a compilation <laughs> of different people, don't, so I mean, you got to just, dig through. Just, no, just don't. Just leave it. Anyway, leave it I think as that's is. all for Catch the Show, right? I love this track. I think it's a lot of fun. It's okay. And um, I think it's fun to just hear them do a song that's in the perspective of a Twisted fan going to their first show. I like that. It's fun. Hmm. Blade, anything else? No, I mean, the the auto-tune crushes the whole song, but whatever. (laughs) It's fine. Uh... Blade's just like, oh yeah, I'm just here and I hate this song because i don't want to have fun i don't want to have fun uh my floors are dying no well you just brought that up yourself oh because we already brought it up you know it'll make you feel better what's up track 17 gothic chick gothic chick i fell in love with a gothic chick and she gave me everything that she was so dark just like her clothes how could i know i love her and then let her go GF, yep. Ebony, Darkness, Dementia, Raven, Way. 
love it. I <sighs> want to rescind my notes for Bella Morte. Is this girl available? Not for you. <laughs> Me first. Me first. Uh, I'm I'm putting Me it first. out there. Mike and I are both Me looking. First. D- d- uh, I believe Ebony Darkness Dementia Ravenway is already in a relationship with Vampire Potter and Draco Malfoy. How can we compete with that? Come on. I mean, speak for yourself. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> uh, but also, like, really, who the fuck is this song for besides Mike? Like, besides Mike, who is this song for? <laughs> Like what? It doesn't have to be for any. It doesn't have to be for anybody else. Be for me. <laughs> like why is it it's okay? Here? Every time I hear it, why I'm just not? like, this is embarrassing. Like, and even at the no, time, it was great. embarrassing. In 2000, no, it's fucking great. Whatever, but, it was still embarrassing. You know, the, no, it's amazing. Twisted Shut is up. is trying to bridge the gap. All right, <laughs> between Juggalos and Hot Topic emo chicks, <laughs> they're like, look, look. We're all cringy as fuck. We could be cringy together. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what I'm that's that's what I'm aiming for. It's not cute is what I'm aiming for. It's cringe is what I'm aiming for. With a big titty goth GF. But then like, you know, one of you like starts whooping in public and it's just like, oh, no. Or the other one, it, raw XDs in public, and you're like, ah, oh, shit. Oh, I'll raw right back. <laughs> now, wait, that's not gothic. That's scene. That's a little different. And you you, you clearly said Hot Topic emo, because that's what they're talking about. And yes. that is yeah, that's incredibly right. Hot Topic. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with it. I'll make it work. It's okay. Mike's just looking for that girl who's going to hiss at him when she first sees him. <laughs> What? <laughs> I I am not. First off, not familiar. Also, not opposed. <laughs> hey, kitten. <laughs> Whoa! No, 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 no. Not a fan. No, not happening. <laughs> Anyway, anything Anyways. else on Gothic Chick? Uh, uh, no, the song is great. <laughs> no, the song was made for Mike and Mike only. That's about it. So the song was great. That's all it needed to be said. Okay, yeah, we where, can. Where are they at though? No, not around where, you. Where are they at though? Where are they at though? Who knows? Who knows? You know what? You know what? I'm just gonna keep asking over and over again. Uh, it don't stop. I fucking hate you. <laughs> I was right though, Blade, right? That bell? Yeah, the bell's right. I, yeah. I've been waiting for this for like 12, at least 12 hours. I've been waiting for that to happen. And I'm so glad it did because I forgot. Crack pipe, but really it's my addiction to watching the whack die. Sitting watching track like a train pass by. Do 
you're never gonna stop Why the fuck y'all try? Steady one by one I'm in all of your lives I come up like the sun And now the day goes by And I don't grab I'm gonna make my way to your life We got a Queen sample in there. We do have a Queen sample, and I didn't realize that that was Queen until a couple of years ago. Huh. And I think the first time I realized it was because for some reason I think I played part of the song over at your place hmm. shortly after we recorded an early episode of JJ. Really? And yeah. I, I was like hearing this and well, then like sometime randomly later the actual Queen song came on. I was like, oh hey, it's from that twisted song. It's probably one of the times that I did it at karaoke. <laughs> I mean it might be, but I don't know. But But that was a thing. Lo- it is. Love that. Love that track. Good Queen rules. <laughs> Queen does. This rule. one's fine. <laughs> it's okay. Queen rules though. I I love this song. I love the energy of it. And I love Madrox's verse. Um, it is very like. It's it's very like. Like. Get your shit together and, and do what you need to. Um, and I think one of the things that makes it such a big deal is anytime he mentions in his music when he mentions his dad. Um, who, as we know, um, passed away when he was young. Um, he doesn't mention his dad very often in music, but when it does, when he does, it's always something that's a little bit like closer to home for him. And so, hearing him just mention that even briefly is, I think, what gives a little more weight to this. The track itself, along with the other two, do not fit with Wicked, which makes me wonder what stage of the making of the album these were made in were these early tracks that they decided, you know, we're not actually going to go this route. We're going to make something a little bit darker or was it, let's just see what we come up with on these ones. I have no idea. And I feel like these probably could have been left off for the sake of maybe making it to a cryptic collection of these were like, you know, if they were some of the first tracks made, Hey, these were in our early dress for wicked. Before we came up with this, with the content we wanted to do. It's that said, classic I, I do, bonus track syndrome. I mean, I get it. It's just, it's weird whenever you have this album that plays beginning to end as one really long track, with how like the skits are and and the lead-ins to the like each subsequent song. That it just feels weird that these were just made as standalone tracks. So I'm assuming these were made early on in the in the recording process. But I like the three tracks. I I know they don't fit with the theme, but I just think these as twisted tracks are good and with aside from this one, fun. That's just that's just my take on them. But I think this track might be the strongest of the three bonus ones. I I would agree that it's the strongest of the three bonus tracks, <clears throat> but simply because like the other two are fucking awful in comparison. 
like they're they're not good compared to this song and this is the like redeeming song of the bonus tracks gothic chick is the best twisted juggalo love song it's not even it's old school pervert and best it's not one. even a close contest but Be- old school perverts garbage that's because you don't like anything before they were twisted shut up mike um no this song is definitely the best of the three but it doesn't make it a good song in that sense, I like blam because, like, if they would have thrown this on the album proper, it would still end up in the bottom half, like, of the rankings. But like, it's yeah, it's it's not hard to like compete it against Catch the Show and Gothic Chick because, like, what are those? What are those songs really? Uh, they're good songs. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it. When you listen to this album and like on streaming, they have the bonus songs thrown on it immediately. And it's just such a weird way to end the album for me. It they work better separately, and like whoa, whoa, really works as the closer for Wicked, like full stop. Oh, hundred percent. I'm not saying that it doesn't. Yeah, I just wish that you could choose not to hear these on streaming, you know, and like as the one bite of Wicked <laughs> that you get. Like if it didn't autoplay those at the end, it'd be fine. Cause like, I could see it being jarring for somebody who maybe never listened to the album. When we were doing our listens, I had to hear the bonus tracks every time, and I was just like, God, it just like, it doesn't take away from the album, but it definitely leaves me feeling differently than it would have been if I had landed on Whoa Whoa. That's fair. That's fair. But as a whole, but like, that brings I'm us... glad they're they're out. Hmm. That that brings us to the end. That was it. It does. Oh, last track. Wicked, you know? John Scorn Wicked. Shmeev, what are your final thoughts on this one? This is an interesting album. Um we definitely got got to like a, a, a new a new kind of thing for Twisted. And in fact for like psychopathic records in general, because they were like, what if we did like a fucking dark album this is twisted's hell's pit in a way they fucking named it on that don't 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 you at me i'm getting look look this is me this is me right now (laughs) but yeah no i mean there's a lot of really good tracks on here there's a lot of good like it it carries a really good vibe throughout it um, even on like the songs that are a little weirder in the way that they go and stuff like that, like I don't know, it never feels like it strays too far. It still feels very cohesive and all that stuff, and even like its lowest points aren't like the worst thing. You know, there's something in there at least. Um it's just kinda like, you know, I could take or leave those, but I'm not like God this sucks. I don't feel like there's really any major slump in this that puts me off of it. So, you know, it was good overall. I had a good time listening. Very easy listens for an 18 track album. (laughs) A lot of short tracks, actually. That is part of the thing as well. Yeah, I would say this was a very easy, like, thing to do homework on. Uh, I mean, not as easy and fun as Earth 2 was. Uh, also, shout out my audio quality being 20 times better than that episode. Uh, just need to make people aware <laughs> uh, it's bad. Um, 
<clears throat> yeah, I had a lot of fun. I was really happy to revisit Wicked. Um, turns out, like, because I was like, hey, Mike, I got to do Wicked. Like, I, I have to do Wicked. Like, I loved it a lot, and I need to do it with you. Turns out, uh, I don't like it as much as I used to. Uh, there's a lot of filler <laughs> that I ignored, you know, for the sake of loving things. Uh, but, you know, overall, it's a really good album. Um, would I recommend it as, like, a starter album? Definitely not. Uh, but overall, it's really good. There's some really good highlights. Obviously, that's Wicked being the highlight here of the album. Very, uh, very good banger, if you uh, were to pick one. But, I don't know. I th- well, we're not picking one. We'll pick three, and we'll get there eventually. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Whatever. I just wish that they had taken a little more time with it, I suppose, and, you know, knocked off a couple of the fillers and put those on a cryptic collection somewhere. Uh, this is in direct reference to like all of the above, <laughs> or Killing Season. You pick one. I actually think, interestingly enough, this would be a decent introductory album if somebody was specifically coming from like more of a horrorcore side thing. Like, if if you wanted to kind of like help bridge the gap, I think like the first five tracks on this would be a really good way to grab somebody from there. I want to meet the guy who's into horrorcore but has never heard Twisted. I want to meet him. I really want to meet that guy. He was like, yeah, I never gave those Twisted guys a shot, but I love Necro. (laughs) Like, I want to know. I feel like just as much as there are people who don't go in that direction, like the opposite direction, there aren't people who come from that. I feel like I need to correct myself for saying the word Necro like I recommend him. I don't. He's awful terrible not good bad guy and bad rapper don't listen to necro <laughs> i just picture the guy who's only into horrorcore likes necro for some reason <laughs> so my thoughts yeah what we got mike go on i honestly think this is one of the strongest twisted albums that we've come across so far i think that they as far as the base album goes, they set out to make something that was overall very dark in tone. Um, musically, it is very layered. Um, not everything feels for what you would think would be, you know, something dark and and bleh. Like you'd think it would just be very slow and plodding, but it's not. This has you know, hills and valleys throughout it. And more often than not, I think they do nail what they want to do song by song. Is every song a hit? No. Um, But I think that they experimented with one thing on Independence Day and then decided, okay, we're going to do the exact opposite. We went from having a, a slightly more modern sound. We're going to make this what we feel is dark and horrorcore. We had guests on everything in the past. Now, Blaze, you just say a couple lines on this track. Okay, great. <laughs> this album, I think, is something that maybe at the time a lot of people wanted out of Twisted. We were seeing the shift from, you know, after Freak Show and after uh, Green Book, Man's Myth, then Mutant happened, and you know, between that and then shifting over to Independence Day and whatnot. No two Twisted albums sound the same, especially not back-to-back albums. 
So this was kind of a natural way for them to shift to. And seeing how many of the songs that they have on this that they still perform live fairly consistently at shows, um, I think gives a lot of credit to what they were able to come up with. Is everything perfect? No, I said this. But I think that you can put this album on beginning to end, even if it's just the bass version, and feel like everything fits in, whether there's filler tracks or not. I I think that this would not be a terrible first album to give to somebody. Is it the best one that I would give to somebody for a first album? Not necessarily, but I could totally understand if somebody was like, give me three Twisted albums to get an idea of what they can do. This could definitely be on there without any kind of hesitation. So, with that, I think we're at the point where we figure out what are our favorite tracks. So, Shmeev, what's your top three? I'm gonna go. Well, if I can't, no, have, don't go. Don't go yet. You have to have songs. We have if I can't have Boken to show to show on there, I guess I'll have to go with the other ones. Um, I could say Buckets of Blood. Good track. Uh, I think I'd go with uh, Belle Morte. And uh, let's go with Whoa, Whoa. Whoa, Whoa, Wee, Whoa. Whoa, Whoa, Wee, Whoa. Uh, I... This is actually going to be difficult because the tracks on here that I really like, I really fucking like. <laughs> so not saying some specific ones is going to be very difficult. Um, I'm going with all of the above. Yeah. I was expecting that. Shut the fuck up. You have to pick specific ones, though. Um, You can't just claim the whole album. Whoa, whoa. And there's like three different ones that I want to pick and I can't fucking do it. Uh, We'll go with whoop, whoop. Hmm. And now Blade, what's your top three? I'm going with Buckets of Blood, That's Wicked, and Whoa, Whoa. Hmm. All right. Shmeev, what are you removing from this album? <sighs> Probably get rid of Killing Season. Okay. Probably. I think I would also get rid of Killing Season. Do I have to pick Wait. just one? Yes. I'm going to go ahead and say all of the above because Killing Season has the fun rapping over a phone from jail vibe. Uh, even if it's not good, it still has that vocal effect that I think is really funny. So I cannot unanimously agree here. It's weird because I was, I was actually wondering, do I want to get rid of um, Killing Season or My Enemies? My Enemies is, yeah, that's another one. Yeah, odds like, about to name like either four or, songs. to be honest. Yeah, and you and you named the one that should not be removed. So that's fine. It's fine. <laughs> you're See fine. I'm fine. You're 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 a young kid. We understand. We all make <laughs> I'm almost sometimes. thirty. Let the record show a that. Little, 
You're you're a little you're, baby. <laughs> you're a little you're a little sweet little babu. Sweet little cinnamon bunny's too good for this world. Doesn't know any better. It's okay. That is our mastered and well thought out analysis of the 2009 Twisted album Wicked. Wish I could kill every day. Wicked. Let us know what you think about this record on the various social medias. What did you think about this album? What did you think about if you heard it at release? Did you go to the tour? Where they performed this beginning to end, and if so, please let us know your thoughts. We'd love to hear them. You can tell us uh, that on our social medias, such as our Facebook. Facebook.com slash Juggalo Judgment. Twitter. At Juggalo Judgment. You could send us an email. Uh, Juggalo Judgment at gmail.com. If you're fucking weird, you can choose to give us money on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Judgment. If you give us a certain amount of money, you can ask us questions that we will do a quick lightning round answering of, like these ones that I have right here in my hand. You and can also hit us up on Instagram. <laughs> Instagram. Yeah. I forgot about Instagram. That was my bad. You know, I'm just rolling. Instagram, Juggalo, <laughs> that Juggalo Judgment, it's there. It's there. Anyway, we have three questions from Carl Zanz. <laughs> Let's go, Carl. And, and you know what, Blake? You can, you can join us in Lightning Round. I was going to ask if these. I can answer, too. Hell, Hell yeah. Uh, Let's go. First one. Did you see Weird, Al, Weird the Al Yankovic story? No. Uh, not yet. Not yet, but I really want to. I've heard it's good. I've uh, heard it's fantastic. Next. Are you ready for War Games? It's not just for NXT anymore. I don't know what that is. So I'm not watching. Uh, so that was actually at time of recording. That was last night. Um, I haven't been watching wrestling for the last uh, about eight months, so I'm very behind. Uh, I do know that uh, the New Day won the NXT Tag Titles, which makes them uh, Grand Slam Tag Team Champions in WWE. Huh. I don't know what any of that means. Next question. All right. <laughs> I'm your opinions. That was a typo, but I'm just going to read it as it is. I'm your opinions. When is the appropriate time to start listening to Christmas music? Whenever you fucking feel like it. I don't give a shit, man. I... I I'll put on Chiron Beta Prime any time of year. It is a Christmas song, even though it doesn't exactly feel like one Jonathan Colton doing his thing. But, you know, it's whatever you feel like. July. Christmas in July, baby. Half Christmas. Black. Uh, mine is either going to be at the very earliest Black Friday, but typically on December 1st. Um, as somebody who has worked uh, now two jobs in retail, I am fucking tired of Christmas music. Um, it is absolute torture um we don't have to hear christmas music at all hours of the goddamn day we know what season it is fuck off um but leave it for the time when it's actually christmas because i started hearing christmas music before thanksgiving and it was pissing me off uh december 24th because i'd rather listen to my tinnitus than christmas music (laughs) 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 Uh, also however i mean give me give me a couple like psychopathic Christmas no. songs, I'll put those on fucking whenever. No, uh, fuck you. I don't care. There's some of them that the are great. The Christmas song I only care about hearing once per year is Last Christmas. And that's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I've heard various renditions of that already because we'll never hear the fucking Wham version, but we'll hear I was some say, rando who fucking remade it last year. I don't fucking know. Uh, I don't think I have actually yet. I'm surprised. But I have heard the uh, My Chemical Romance cover of Follow On for Christmas and You, and I love it. Oh. How about, uh, have, have you heard the Michael Buble, uh, No Homo, Santa Baby? 
No. Wait, no, I have. Okay. Santa Buddy. Yeah. They played. They used to play that at Walmart. I do remember that. And it was like, wow, you really had to do this. Okay. I'm lost, but I. Uh, oh my god. I guess you don't know the Michael Bublé's "No Homo Santa Baby" cover. No, it's, it's called just, Santa it's, Buddy. It's just called, yeah. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Santa Buddy. <laughs> It's yeah, it's a trip. It's amazing. Anyway, I I feel like that's you know we've we've done it. Yeah, that that, that was all the Patreon questions. That was it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you can also ask us questions like that at some point. Sort of uh, addendum. Well, the thing will be here. You'll know what's what's on. You know, it's whatever. Anyway, we'll um, we we will get there. So, um, Shmi, YouTube where can people we have YouTube. Hit you up. We do have it's also Juggler Judgment. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter at Schmeave. You can hit me up on Twitter at Mike Spawn the SEJ or on Instagram straight as Juggalo. And for and, uh, esteemed guest, Blade. Ooh, esteemed is that's giving a little too much. All right. Blade are alive, homie. Semi semi Blade Brown of person. Blade Brown fame. Tell us. What you got going on? Where we can find you? What um, what do you what are you doing? I mean, if you're What's nasty, happening? you can tell me what you think about Wicked on Twitter at Blade is Spooky. Uh, I'll I'll like it at least. I probably won't reply. I'll like it though. Um, I'm on Instagram. Blade was Spooky. Um, please don't find me on Facebook. That's so, for family. So wait a minute. Are you spooky or were you? So spooky? my Instagram account Blade is Spooky got banned by Mark Zuckerberg for posting too many suicide memes. Um, so that's why we don't have that anymore. Uh, so I turned my backup Instagram into my regular one. So I had to use Blade Wild Spooky. Um, you can find me on uh, Gaia Online. Blade is Spooky. Um, I'm also mm-hmm. on uh, MySpace. Uh, MySpace.com slash Blade Motherfucker. Um, you can find me on uh, Cash App at Blade is Spooky. Um mm-hmm. Bandcamp deletre. Uh yeah, Bandcamp. I don't actually know the deleter fucking Bandcamp. That's horrible to say. <laughs> I don't actually know it. If you want to hear music I made with a friend, just tweet me for it. Um <laughs> I got nothing going on. I don't have anything I want to promote because Butcher Bordello Blood is on an extended break because Butcher doesn't want to podcast. He's depressed. Um he just doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to load up his laptop. He's like, I haven't booted it up in six months. I don't know if it works anymore. <laughs> Holy and shit. I was like, okay, fair. So I keep trying to line up guests that I'm just going to do myself, I guess. But when it when Butcher Bordell Blood posts something, I'll tweet about it. Um, so my recommendation and to check out things for me would just to be uh, listen to any artist on the label Long Live Evil. Uh, oh, you can also find me. I have a website. It's called rotten.com. You can go there. Um, that's about it. Man, you got fucking everything going on there. Yeah, I didn't even mention my live journal. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know where else you can be found? Where? The same place that Shmeev and I are, which is the ICP with We Discord. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. Discord.com slash ICPWWE. The, is that no accurate? dude I don't it doesn't know. work i don't know <laughs> but the but the but the link is in our bio and all that shit it's in the link tree so go and do that you can and also you can... look up blades twisted fan site twistees.com 
Yeah, uh, you can also find my alter ego's Instagram uh, at Twisted History. Uh, I post there with a different <laughs> face and different name. It's uh, it's all AI generated. <laughs> yeah, and that's why instead of uh, instead of pink hair, there's green hair. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, donate to Blade's floor, please. By the time this comes out, I hope the floors are fucking fixed. Like, sincerely, I really do. Like, it, they better be, or I'm gonna... This will be a memorial episode for me if the fucking floors aren't fixed by the time this comes out. Uh, with all that, well, I feel like... Blade, thank you so much for, for spending this morning with us. Much appreciated. Um, yeah, we, we had talked about doing this episode a long time ago. Because uh, your alter ego uh, is also supposed to do an episode with us sometime in the future. But I could not remember for the life of me uh, who was doing which one, which is why I was like, oh, yeah, okay. So we figured it out. And I'm like, oh, by the way, that episode is going to be recorded very soon. <laughs> and you were like, oh, fuck. Yeah, um, you destroyed my so... year listening habits because I had to just listen to Wicked a fuck ton before this. <laughs> do you know how many how many times I listened to it? Twice. Three. That's- <laughs> i got four i have so i mean you combined <laughs> well i mean that's good we appreciate your insight and your perspective even if most of it's wrong but you know you did what you had to do and we thank you for the time that you spent with us it's always fucking blast uh, chatting with you in general but hearing your soft uh, sultry tones of your voice it really uh helps my morning go a little bit better mike it's 2 p.m the morning is we're gone it's true. Oh no. The morning may have gone, but the wood ain't. <laughs> Anyways, I think that we can uh, can dip out of here, but before we do that, there's one final thing we gotta do. Shmi, tell me what we gotta do. Let's go! It's already empty. I, I finished this midway through. You know? Peace! Peace! It's really hard to chug sparkling water, but I just did it. So they left me, so here. I'm going to include this as a little Easter egg for Shmeev, or this will get released to the public, but uh, I've taken over Juggalo Judgment. This is my new podcast. Uh, You can find us weekly on Apple Podcasts uh, under the name Butcher Bordello of Blood. Um, We'll be releasing new episodes every week. Sorry, you want to say that again? What? Nothing happened. You want to say something again? I, I heard something out of my ear, uh, out of my earphones. What did you hear? What did it sound like? Something about releasing episodes every week. Weird. <laughs>